Looks like I'm flipping them off for a second, but I'm not. I'm doing finger guns. Pew! pew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now for our feature presentation. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of... Do still do that? Well, I mean, I have to do it again anyway. Cause I, I mean, you fucked yourself yeah. over on that one. Well, I felt like I was coming in too hot. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of... Uh, ha, 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 ha. Three take tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of How About This Movie. As you can see, still wearing a hat. My hair still sucks. <laughs> Tyson, still wearing a Deadpool sweater. Carly, still wearing some Christmassy leggings. It's almost like we're recording right after we just finished recording. I know, wild. Today we are reviewing the 2000 classic The Grinch, or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, if you want to be Dr. correct. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Our special shout-out today goes to Carly. Not this Carly. We have a friend of ours. And our old roommate. This used to be her room. Yeah. This was her bedroom. With the exact same name as Carly in, like, spelling and everything. So it's... That's how we met, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that was our shout-out. Sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> if you want a chance to win the shout-out, make sure you follow us on social media at Jekyll Studios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We post obscure photos of the movie. First person to guess gets a shout-out on the podcast. So make sure you follow us there if you want the shout-out. Tyson, who was in this movie? Oh, uh, a little actor by the name of Jim Carrey. Don't know if you've heard of him. Haven't. What's he in? Uh, he's in Liar Liar. Um, he's in another Christmas movie, uh, the animated Christmas Carol. Um, he is in uh, Cable Guy. Uh, he's in Bruce Almighty. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. Dumb and Dumber. He also has two new shows that he's doing for Showtime. One as a producer called I'm Dying Up Here. And one as the star that I forgot what it's called. It's not very good. It looks terrible. We haven't yeah. watched it. It's like a he's like a child show host kind of guy. Like a Mr. Rogers kind of character. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I hate it. It's not good. Try again, Jim. He's gone a little artsy fartsy in his later years. <laughs> Anyone else of note in the movie? Uh, yeah, uh, Taylor Momsen, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, Christina Baranski, Bill Irwin, and Molly Shannon. Interesting. Very. Who directed this movie? Uh, that would be Ron Howard. So, it's a Ron Howard film. That means that his, and I don't mean to be rude, but the best way to describe him, his weird-looking brother. Like, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but he has a very distinctive look. Mm -hmm. You could pick him out of a lineup, always. There you go, like a normal person, normal person. Ron Howard! <laughs> it's brother. It's brother, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen Ron Howard's brother. Do you know the mayor's assistant? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in... Like, every Ron Howard movie. Um, a little bit weird looking. 
I gotta look up if Ron Howard directed Tango and Cash because he's in that as well. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Going off on a slight tangent here. Hold on. Yeah. But it's related. The majority of his work is Ron Howard movies. So the trick to getting into movies is just being related to a director. Yeah, because uh, it's like James Gunn's brother. He got the part in Guardians, at least partially because he's related to James Gunn. For the younger folks out there, hopefully none of you are watching this. Well, the new Grinch just came out, so they'd probably be familiar with it a little bit. That's a good point. But I still don't know that they would know it's based off a book, which is where I was going with that statement. Okay, I'm, I apologize for No, you're fine. Because, I mean, you're right. It did just come out. Yeah. But I just don't. I don't. Unless the opening is like that like book opening thing that people in the movie business do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grinch is a book by Dr. Seuss, a beloved children's book author. And this movie's based on that. Uh, One of his most successful book to movie interpretations. I would mm-hmm. say that or the Lorax. Because Horton Hears Who... Well, that's not the movie's fault. <laughs> and uh, Cat in the Hat was awful. Oh, so bad. Cat in the Hat was widely panned. This mm-hmm. is more based off of the cartoon um, than the movie mm-hmm. or book. <laughs> it's more based off the cartoon than its own story. Now, it's more based off of the, the cartoon than the book because in the movie, the Grinch hates Christmas because of what happened to him around Christmas in his childhood. Everyone picked on the Grinch because he looked different, and he had a, a traumatic experience as a child around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, Dr. Seuss likes to kind of embed, like, like a morality. Like, Morals of the story. There's, there's a deeper meaning than what you read in the Dr. Seuss books, um, something that he's very popular for doing. The Grinch book is a lot more about the gluttony and the consumerism and, like, the obnoxiousness of Christmas. That's why the Grinch doesn't like Christmas. Um, I've actually never read the Grinch book. I would assume that it ends this basically the same way as the movie. Yeah, it's uh, very similar to the uh, cartoon, yeah. where, the well, original cartoon. Where, all the where he does end up seeing that it's not just about the... The consumerism, yeah. but that's why the Grinch hated the hated Christmas so much in the in the book, and it's they they obviously had to develop more of a story to make it into a movie, especially a movie for children, a feature length film too, because yeah. otherwise a, a feature length film for children has to have more of a story, and you can't shit on Christmas to children. Yeah, like I mean, it it doesn't really work, but basically. I mean, I feel like I said everything in the plot explaining that. Did I miss anything? Well, they do have they do touch on the consumerism in this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but it's, it's more veiled. It's more from the perspective <clears throat> of Cindy Lou Who, yeah. who's like, is Christmas just about the presents? Isn't it supposed to be more? Like, what is Christmas about? Yeah. They're like, no, it's the presents. It's the presents. It's the presents. And she's like, I don't know. Is uh, it though? They gave Cindy Lou Who a more centered role in this one than they did in the cartoon version. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but it was uh, 
two stars. Cindy Lou Who and The Grinch. The movie wouldn't have worked without either one. She has that iconic song that they gave her just going through this crisis about what is Christmas? It was a Christmas crisis. Mm-hmm. A Christmas. A Christmas crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Any plot holes or uh, banter you guys have for this part? I want to know why... She, I understand Cindy Lou who was going through a Christmas crisis, not knowing, like, why it's so widely celebrated. And she was very confused on why she was saved by the Grinch, but I still don't understand why was she was so obsessed with the Grinch and how that connected with her not knowing what Christmas was about. Because she was like, oh, I don't know what Christmas is about. I'm going to obsess over this man that hates Christmas to figure it out. I don't feel like that connects. You know what I mean? So, one, I would say that she always felt that Christmas was what, like, the the celebration of, like, giving and everyone being together. Because she's not saying, I don't understand Christmas. She's saying, did Christmas change? What happened to the Christmas that I used to know? So it's not so much a confusion on what is Christmas, it's what happened to Christmas. And I think that the one person other other than her that's not caught up in the feed me, feed me, feed me mentality of Christmas is the Grinch. And everyone says the Grinch is bad, but the Grinch saved her, even though he is the one that put her in danger. So there is a <laughs> there is kind of like we're thinking on the same wavelength. He's not as bad as everyone says he is. I need to know more. So and she finds out more, and she just wants him to be happier on Christmas again. She she wants to celebrate Christmas the right way, not just through buying and receiving gifts, but through being together. That's how I viewed it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or did I ramble? No, it, it makes sense, but I just don't feel like her obsession with him would be healthy and or justified. From a child's point of view. Well, I mean, her whole vision is skewed if you're looking at, if she's supposed to be, like, from a child's point of view. Because children don't go, oh, Christmas, don't buy me presents, let's spend time. No, they want fucking presents. (laughs) So, yeah, she's touched in the head from the beginning. It's just like, oh, my brother was just, like, mauled up on Mount Who or whatever the fuck it's called. Mount Crumpet. Got you. So I'm going to go visit that guy by myself. Yeah, but she doesn't visit that guy by herself until she experiences the Grinch firsthand and realizes that he's not as bad as everyone says he is. Because she's just as afraid of the Grinch before that. But her brother still got tacked. Yeah. I still feel like there would be lots of uh, red flags. Yeah. Although I do relate to the Grinch. Quite a bit. Why is that? I also want to live on a mountain by myself. With nobody. But a dog. dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is bad news for me. (laughs) I relate to the Grinch because I argue with myself and my echo all the time. (laughs) You're an idiot! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't relate to the Grinch because I'm a happy person. That's not true. Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) I have depression. Where are you? I can't think of an antidepressant medication off the top of my head. Uh, Prozac. 
Where are you, Zola? Tell them how much of the movie made. Oh, this movie, this movie had a budget of a hundred. Oh, okay, I'm gonna talk normally. Tyson, how much did this movie make? Uh, this movie made, uh, well, it I was on a budget of 123 million, about, but it grossed 260 million. Wow. Yeah, made quite a lot of money. Huh. Opening weekend was 55 million. Okay, so, so. it made quite a bit opening weekend, yeah. but. Well, this movie had a shit ton of effects, so that probably ballooned the budget quite a bit. Yeah, the, um, so a couple of uh, premature fun facts. Premature fun effaculation. <laughs> Men, are you suffering from premature fun facts? <laughs> <laughs> the makeup, obviously one of the highest makeup budgets in in film history because every single character had to be made up that way. Mm-hmm. Also... The team, the movie, the studio hired um, sweater creators to make sweaters for everyone. They made, um, I don't, I didn't write down the full number, um, but it was eighty three point three sweaters per person in the movie. Why? That's a lot of fucking sweaters. Yeah, so I mean that's like a million dollars right there, yeah. like sweater budget. Why? That's my dream sweater budget. <laughs> I want eighty three point three sweaters. So, for The Grinch, it was the number one highest grossing domestic film of the year, which is the only Christmas movie that can, on our list so far that can say that. It had the second best opening weekend of any movie that year. It was the number one PG movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was the number sixth movie worldwide. And it's the second Highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. Oh, snap. We're getting there. Yep. We might watch the first highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. We might. It might happen. So we have the second, the fifth, and the sixth. And the 29th. And the 29th. So there's still quite a few left. They didn't have Die Hard on the list. um, Because they're fascists who don't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah, one of the fun facts I wrote down actually... Um, told me what the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time is, at least as of 2000. Um, it, so it might be different now, but I'm pretty sure it's still the same. But I didn't put it in here because I don't want to spoil what number one is. All right. I guess we'll have to uh, just tune in and see. Mm-hmm. You guys will have to tune in and see. Tuna see. Tuna see. Uh, Carly, what's your favorite scene in this movie? Oh, my favorite scene in this movie is when he is deciding whether or not to go to the Christmas jubilation. Oh, yeah. And he's just going back and forth with himself, steals an outfit from a yodeler. It's one that I have good memories with from my childhood, because my little sister, who was born in 2001, loved this movie. And that scene always cracked her up, so whenever you would, like, reenact that scene, it would just get her to laugh almost instantly. And so, it's got good vibes. What about you? Uh, what was your name again? Uh, George McBillington. George McBillington, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Well, my favorite scene is when the Grinch shot and killed every single Who down in Whoville. <laughs> nope, that didn't happen. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> Uh, probably when Grinch was in the Grinch cave. (laughs) (laughs) Get to the Grinch mobile. (laughs) 
Grab the Grinch ranks. He's using the Grinch cave um, when we first see him, and he's when he's arguing with himself. That is that's a classic scene. Arguing with his own fucking uh, echo, mm-hmm. and then he does the like like it's a funny scene, but I mean because I'm a child, that I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Mm. Yeah, it kills me. <laughs> um, so I'm a fat guy. So my favorite scene's gotta be when he is the the cheermeister and they're just like feeding him fucking pudding and fudge. I mean, I hate Jello, but like, I would judge a Jello contest if it mean meant I also got to judge a pudding and fudge contest. Not, not both. Like all three <laughs> contests. I don't want to be shorted on the food I'm gonna eat. I think you lose your uh, Utah citizenship if you hate Jello. Yeah, so I mean, they're coming for me now because you know I don't like Jello. <laughs> I just don't like ground up bone and tendon. I think he claims to be an organite anyway. I do. I do refer to organ as home. Way to go! You're telling them so much about me. <laughs> they know that I have like they know of like three careers I don't have, and now they know that I've lived in Utah and claim to be an organ an Oregonian. By the way, is how you would say it. Organite. Mm-hmm. Argonaut. It's like the <laughs> Gorgonauts. Tyson. Yo. What would you score this movie? And would you recommend it? I get I'd give it a six point five out of ten. And I would recommend it. This guy. <laughs> We're so opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you fucking did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it a fun movie. Such a fun movie. <laughs> Clearly. I was thinking the opposite of Tyson, because I was going to go up from Krampus and go to 8 out of 10. You crazy (laughs) motherfucker! (laughs) It's more of a wholesome Christmas movie with adult elements. Like, there are those, like, little inside jokes with the, uh... I had something else I was going to say at the favorite scene. Or, fuck. Sorry, continue. Where, like, oh, the baby's here! He looks like your boss. Like, just a little, like, adult humor in with, like, the wholesome, family-friendly feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just w- very well done and a classic, honestly. Did you know that Jim Carrey was actually mad about the adult humors? Um, like, some of the more adult jokes in the movie? Really? Yeah, he felt like he wanted it to be a kid's movie through and through. And with the adult humor, um, it didn't live up to that. Wasn't that like a staple of kids' movies? They put in adult humor so the adults watching with their children aren't just sitting there bored out of their fucking minds? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not in there, like, outright, like, no one's going to get that joke. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. like they, oh, sorry, go ahead. Nobody's going to understand mm-hmm. that the Grinch landed in a tree outside a swinger party. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's what I was getting <laughs> to. Yeah, At least no children. When they start passing out, the, fuck, no one that watches it now would really get it because that was like a 70s thing and that people don't make references to key parties anymore. Like, they key parties were swinger like parties. Tinder and shit yeah. like that nowadays. Yeah. Mm. But when they show that bowl full of keys, I, I'm just, I snicker every time. I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's why he's so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Adult. <laughs> Orgies. Or that the uh, Grinch had lesbian lover mothers. Mm-hmm. Who still swung. Because mm-hmm. it was so they were their bisexual house. mothers, yeah. Yeah, bisexual <clears throat> adoptive mothers. <laughs> he was still scissor well into their eighties. 
Eight out of ten. Yes, I would recommend it. Shitter <laughs> <laughs> me timber. <laughs> Where are you, fun facts? Why can't I find you? Because you don't look them up. I do. <laughs> That's right. He's very right. I only have two for this one, too. Nope, I have three. I like. He's the whole fact it. <clears throat> There are at least three other Dr. Seuss books referenced in the movie. When the Grinch is cleaning out a house, he sucks up a goldfish in a bowl as a reference to Cat in the Hat. You can see a statue of Horton um, in downtown, hmm. um, which makes sense because... Horton hears Hoos. And he saved Whoville. But he saved Whoville that was on a speck, not the one in the snow lake. Yeah, but you would think word would get around. I always wondered what like what's the who apocalypse when like the speck or the snowflake lands? Yeah, but in their time it's probably just like so many years by yeah. the time the snowflake melts away. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, we're pretty much going in slow motion outside of there. Unless it's important here to who, in which case it's the same timeline. That's true. So very conflicting conflicting reports. Yeah. Get your shit together, Dr. Seuss, who's been dead for several years. And at the end, in, uh, at the end banquet, bank, banquet, at the end banquet, at the end banquet, at the end banquet, banquet, there you go, at the end banquet, there you go, I've said so many times it doesn't sound right anymore, <laughs> she hands Max, she is Cindy Lou Who, hands Max a plate of green eggs and ham. I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah. Um, this was originally supposed to be a Tim Burton movie, so thank God we dodged that bullet. Hmm. I would kind of probably be interested in watching the be like a movie. like the Tim Burton's Tim Willy Burton. Wonka, but honestly, the, the way that yeah. <laughs> it was described, it sounds like it would have been much more true to the book. It would have been darker and. Well, that's how the Willy Wonka movie was, too. It was more true to the book. Yeah. yeah. But still not as good as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the Tim Burton one. Willy Wonka that, and Yeah, sorry. Exactly. Sorry, I had Gene the backwards. Yeah. yeah. The Willy Wonka was still better, even though it was a gross bastardization of the story. It was still so much better. It's not a debate. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. And I will fight anyone that says otherwise. I like dark, dark, whimsical movies like that, though. I don't actually dislike Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's one of the few movies that Tim Burton made that doesn't make me hate my life. But <clears throat> it's not even close to on the same level as Willy Wonka. Well, when you don't have... God, what is his name? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. It's, it's hard to live up to. Yep. The word Grinch is said 67 times. Two almost? more times. They couldn't have gotten. Could have I know, nice. right? It was almost nice. That's you're, funny. You're, you hear sixty-seven. You're like, I'm really glad that you guys went off on that tangent because I almost wrote "almost nice" and put it in brackets, and you guys went off. On it. Yeah, <laughs> they could have just said the Grinch two more two times. Two more times. Yep. Just two more times. So if you would do us a favor and go and post the Grinch movie, like make your own video and just add two more sayings of the word Grinch into the movie. And then post that, and then let us know, we'll watch it, and we'll review your Grinch. Because, I yep. mean, 
be a completely different movie if they say it two more times. It'll yeah. be nice. Um, the only major character in the movie to not say the words Grinch and Christmas is Max. And Max is a dog. Who can't talk. So yep. that's kind of a... Stupid cheat. fun fact. Yeah, it's kind of a cheat. Yep. <laughs> Next time on How About This Movie, <laughs> we are going to be watching Polar Express. Um, I don't know if there's multiple versions of the movie, but it's the Tom Hanks one. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment. <laughs> Everything social media is at Jekyll Studios, J-E-C-L-L Studios. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you follow those if you want to get a chance to win the shout-out. Thanks for watching. And as always, where are you, Christmas? <laughs>